everyone, and welcome to Cisco Champions Radio. We will have a very fun discussion of Cisco Intersight, 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 Intersight. Oh, wow. um, yes, okay. and so today we have kicking us off. Vish, who are you? What do you do? All right, that's a that's a loaded question, open question. <laughs> uh, I'm Vishwanath Jaka, a product manager in the Cisco Data Center Solutions team. I uh, manage a portfolio of solutions uh, within the uh, UCS and HX Hyperflex uh, team. Uh, a few things, one uh, container and microservices solutions, uh, managing a flash stack with uh, pure storage, and also uh, workload optimization as part of uh, Intersight. So these are the three main uh, areas that I work on. Fantastic. So, yeah. Craig, who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, am I in the right True. place? <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Yeah. So Craig Waters. Um, I actually work a little bit with Vish as well. I work at Pure Storage. I cover Flashdack as well. But I'm not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about Intersight, which exactly. is be very exactly. interesting. Yeah. So really happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm Paul Giblin. I'm a distinguished engineer with Presidio and uh, Cisco Champion. And I'm really excited to uh, to hear what you're going to tell us today, Vish. Awesome. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. And I'm Lauren Friedman Albert, also on Twitter known as Lauren. Um, and I run influencer marketing at Cisco. So, right. Vish, kick us off. What is new with Intersight? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Intersight has been around for a while now. Uh, the focus of Intersight has been uh, endpoint management of all the UCS. Uh, server uh, architectures that we have, I mean, Blade server, Rack servers, specialized servers that we have for storage as well as uh, uh, specific AIML workloads. It has been focused on end uh, endpoint management so far. Uh, with that, with the based on customer feedback, we are expanding the capabilities of Intersight, what they can get uh, within the same uh, tool to not just manage a single piece within the data center, within the whole operations uh, scope, but uh, beyond the uh, compute, we want to offer solutions that can do multiple things in terms of orchestration, automation, uh, optimization across the whole stack. When I say whole stack, I'm talking about compute, network, storage, uh, on-premises devices, public cloud, and uh, everything in between, and running applications all within uh, view within the single pane of glass. That's what uh, we announced it recently within the site. That's a whole lot of management going on there, Vish. It is, it is, it, it is, it is, absolutely. It's a, it's a bunch of things, and that's what the, our customers are saying. Today, what they're saying is they're doing a lot of management, but they are doing it with a lot of point solutions. The typical uh, data center admin is dealing with uh, 5, 10, 12 different uh, consoles to look at what's happening at the various layers. And that is a common pain point that we have been hearing from our customers, and we are trying to address that and reduce the management points to one if as much as possible. And is this um, only for Cisco products, or do, do we manage oh, other? Good, good question. This is uh, this has a broad ecosystem uh, support. Uh, it has. Uh, it's not limited to Cisco only. It uh, works with a wide variety of uh, vendor, technical vendors and partners that we work with, we partner with, as well as uh, what customers uh, our customers use across the board. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we support on-premises technologies and products, and we support uh, public cloud uh, technologies and products as well. And we work with uh, storage vendors, network vendors, uh, operating system application uh, vendors, so on and so forth. And Craig, I know you weren't going to bring it up, but Pure as well? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. just 
Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and we're the first third-party integration into Intersight as well. But so some, I'll leave it there. Okay? Did somebody say laugh. pure? Shush. I thought I heard Pure. I didn't Shush. say it. It wasn't me. By the way, Presidio is a huge partner with Pure, and we love Pure. Yep. All right. Pure. That's great, yeah. Thank cool. you. And Lauren loves sitting here. Um, I made up my own company. Though. We have got a big waffle sat there in front of you as I well. I do. I do. Uh, or has it already gone? I'm, you know, working oh, okay, on it. okay, yeah. All right. So, sorry, we got a way off goofiness. So, Vish, you mentioned that you're trying to consolidate uh, management platforms that folks are having to deal with uh, managing their environments with a lot of different tools. And it's a lot of different environments as well. Each one of those is very specialized. If I start using Intersight, am I getting uh, reduced capability um, versus using each one of those point solutions or is is the benefit so much greater because I'm getting such a, a larger view of the world that it, right. it outweighs any individual specific tidbits I would be able to gather from from point solutions absolutely so that's a that's a good point I mean if you're looking at a uh, point solution you'll get I mean a very deep information about that specific piece of uh, the technology or the component however, there is no context to all the data that you're getting uh, from those points. I mean, when I say context, I'm talking about the uh, physical and virtual infrastructure underneath on which uh, all this is running, or it could be public cloud. And, but at the end of the day, for many of the customers, it is the application view. For businesses, it's the application well, that is what is uh, relevant for them, what is, that's what is important for them. Uh, with Intersight, you're able to get a comprehensive end-to-end -end view of the uh, behavior of each of the components. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that each of the components are uh, uh, working in cohesion so that the applications that, are, that you, you focus on are running seamlessly, uh, effortlessly, and in a very high performance, but in an optimized manner. And that is the uh, high, uh, in high, uh, high level view and the additional value we get when you see everything together in one place. If you were to look at a single thing, I mean, uh, going back to Intersight, what it was, what it is uh, today, which is a point tool. If you were to look at point uh, Intersight capabilities, you're only getting information on the uh, server point of view, but you don't know anything about how that affects the application and vice versa. If you're looking at application, you don't know what is the relationship between the application and the underlying resources. With this, you're able to bring everything together. So that, that kind of leads us to another place. So I, I believe uh, one of the announcements this week was the integration between Intersight and AppDynamics. That's Obviously, right. AppDynamics has been um, you know, integrating with the application uh, at, the, at the code level, uh, looking at uh, server compute statistics, memory statistics, storage statistics for quite a right. while, and, and uh, machine doing machine learning on that information to provide these kinds of insights. So help us understand the, the role of AppDynamics versus the role of Intersight. What does each one of these tools do, and how do they complement one another? Thanks. That, 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 that's a good, good, uh, good question. So one of the things that we have been uh, doing as Cisco for any products that we do is provide three things, visibility, insights, and actions. So AppDynamics, like you said, the focus is very well and uh, has a lot of, uh, uh, provides a lot of visibility and provides insight based on the uh, AI-based analytics and provides your recommendation what you should do to make things better. So uh, make things better on the application layer. However, it doesn't have any infrastructure context. If the, if the uh, degradation in behavior, for example, if it's happening because an underlying uh, infrastructure component is misbehaving, uh, AppDynamics does not have a way to uh, understand that. 
in a similar way inside the focus is once again visibility insight and action but the focus has been on the infrastructure layer now when you combine those things together you have a context so now the app dynamics we have a two way integration between uh, insight workload optimizer and app dynamics with that what we are able to do is that insight workload optimizer is able to get application context and correlate that information to the underlying infrastructure as to where it is running what kind of storage it's consuming what is the network uh, connectivity and what is the relationship and dependency map for the whole thing and then if something is going wrong uh, or something seems to be going wrong the one of the things uh, one of the other things that uh, many of our customers uh, are dealing with is tools that are more reactive in nature so they raise all kinds of recommendations and uh, alerts once things have gone south whereas uh, workload optimizer is more about not just about uh, remediation after the fact but also providing proactive recommendations yeah. and the way it does it is is it it tracks what's happening over a period of time it has historical perspective it uh, it has understands uh, uh, seasonality if you will and it knows that okay hey something is uh, based on your historical behavior there is a peak demand coming up so go uh, allocate appropriate resources uh, before become things become a problem the other thing is that let's say one of the dependent components that is uh, that applications depend on maybe there is something uh, wrong happening maybe a fan is uh, i mean uh, is going bad power supply is losing connection so workload optimizer is able to recognize that okay hey if this this component is degrading this has a potential to impact the application that's running on top so before it becomes a problem it provides you recommendation how to uh, prevent that uh, uh, bottleneck or prevent that uh, degradation ahead of time so in that sense the operational teams they are not focusing on firefighting but uh, making sure that the application is running at the best performance level possible while making sure that it's optimized and uh, costing the least amount as possible but the core value is performance and cost with uh, with all the rules and regular policies you have defined uh, those things being compliant it's a kind of a three headed uh, i mean uh, logic performance cost and compliance mm. those th- uh, those three things and apply uh, that applied across the whole stack is what uh, provides the additional value Yeah, and I have to say, I, did, I saw a demo of it uh, okay. yesterday, and what I really liked was that ability. You know, depending upon the end user of the um, of the interface, you know, you've got that application centric view, so I can actually look from an application and see what the dependent hardware and system, you know, infrastructure that's related to that application. But then also, you know, uh, so you know, if you're a part of the app dev team or something like that, whereas also from the infrastructure team, they can they've actually got the view from the storage compute network back up into the application to understand where the dependencies are there. So, right. it, it, you know, it's quite a yeah. uh, quite a powerful uh, kind of view of, of the infrastructure. Uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, the the analogy I use uh, is that with with Google Maps, you can drop a person and you get a view. Mm. from that person's point of view in uh, similarly in the, with insight workload optimizer you can either have a view from an application point of view or from an infrastructure mm. point of view you can you can uh, turn things around uh, based on your uh, level of interest so it, it sounds like app d and workload optimizer are kind of uh, two jaws of a vice trying to crush some some problems right As, <laughs> essentially yeah that's right that's that's a good good way yeah that's a, I, i'll i'll uh, borrow that analogy <laughs> if you don't mind i'll Who's, borrow that analogy uh, yeah Yeah, that's going to end up in some uh, some architecture very soon. Everybody, <laughs> you're all welcome. <laughs> who's the dog? Who's the tail? 
Ew. Okay. <laughs> who's eating the front end and who's eating the back end? Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that, that goes back to who you are. I mean, if you are an application guy, you are the dog. Infrastructure is the tail. If you're the infrastructure guy, it's the other way around. <laughs> so, we, I mean, we are not, I mean, with, with Workload Optimizer and AppDynamics, we are not trying to play favorites here. We provide the tools, whatever, I mean, available for the users. They can decide what role they want to take and they can be a dragon as well and uh, slay the uh, problems, <laughs> whichever way that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're crushing them. Uh, exactly, exactly. It, it, we'll, we'll go off on a small tangent here. Has anybody seen the hydraulic vice guy on YouTube? No. Everybody should go seek this guy out. He has a hydraulic press, and all he does is crush random objects. I and see. you get to watch them explode. It's a whole lot of fun. Wow. Similar to the, like, will it blend the hisism? It's kind of like will it will blend, it yes. <laughs> yeah, but he's got an industrial yeah, multi-ton right. press. Wow. That sounds very soothing or very stressful to we watch. We should get that's him right. to go live next okay. year. That's right. That's yeah, right. He'll be the yeah. closing keynote. It's a lot of fun. So, sorry, I totally forgot. How is that related to what we were talking about? Talking about yeah. AppD. Oh, Intersight yeah. crushing, crushing problems. Crushing it. Crushing. All right. Let's so let's let's talk. We talked about infrastructure a good bit. Let's take it up just a little bit uh, yeah. in, in the stack. Uh, what are you doing in the container space? Yeah, good, good question. So when I talked about, I was referring to the uh, full stack view, and uh, I skipped the pieces in between. I went from infrastructure, physical infrastructure, all the way to the application. But those applications have to run somewhere. And it could be uh, you have bare metal deployments, you have virtual deployments, and then you have containers that can be uh, deployed in a virtual infrastructure or a virtual uh, environment or a containers environment as well. So uh, Workload Optimizer has support for Kubernetes clusters. It has uh, an ability to look at what's the behavior at the pod level and provide you recommendations on where to place it, whether, the, uh, whether it has the required resources, and move things around, uh, scale it up, scale it down, move things around. It can all do that from a same uh, pain. And, so, so when yeah. I get those recommendations, am I responsible for going and logging into the appropriate systems and making those changes? Or is there automation built in where these are, are one-click solutions where I see a recommendation and I say, go do this for me? Yeah. I agree with your recommendation. Make it happen. Right. All of the above. What I mean by that is, uh, I mean, as with any, anything else, any new uh, technology out there, I mean, we, you may promise the world, but me as a user, I would like to, uh, I trust you, but I will lock my uh, door kind of a thing. So it's a uh, crawl, walk, run approach is what we offer with the product. We start with a recommendation only mode. And like I said, these are the things that you we think, or the product things that you should take action on. You can inspect it. Then if you like it, you can apply that change uh, through uh, Workload Optimizer itself. And uh, once you are comfortable, once you are confident, once you trust the recommendations that are coming out of the system, you can turn on automation. And it's not an all or nothing model. You can go very granular. For X number of things, you can turn on automation. For uh, other set of things, you can turn off. You can just keep it in the uh, recommendation-only mode. The other thing is that it has integration with change management tools like uh, ServiceNow or a few other things out there. Uh, it works with those change management tools. It uh, create, creates a, a record of those actions, recommendations, and the uh, IT teams, may, if there is dependency, uh, typically we see a siloed approach in uh, many companies where you, if you want to change, 
you see that okay something has to be changed in a different group you cannot do it you, you yeah. have to work with a, a different team uh they it works with uh, it allows you to have that continuous that model i don't know why you would want to do that but it it uh, it uh, allows for that model and it also takes into account if uh, many companies have i mean uh, for the right reasons you have maintenance window for changes so uh, any recommendations it takes those things to account as well uh, if you are running it in automated mode uh, it will not just the moment something goes bad it's not going to uh, take action on it right away it will wait for the right uh, maintenance window before the application before the changes can be applied so that's another key thing that's uh, coming out with intersight as well other than the workload optimization piece we are introducing orchestration uh, capability as well within the product so this way you're not this is not just about monitoring the whole capability yeah. but also uh, look at how to automate these actions uh, to provide a full closed loop feedback system and uh, it will free up i mean uh, the customer's time in focusing on your core business instead of operational activities on a day to day basis yeah i guess wrapping those tasks into workflows it means you're getting predictable outcomes as well doesn't it i mean you're not that's right kind of doing a manual process every time you've actually got that intelligence in that step so you know you're you're doing a repeatable process as That's opposed right. to starting from scratch exactly a consistent and repeatable process basically exactly i mean uh, today i will be there tomorrow it will it might be yeah. somebody else you want to make sure that it's all uh, repeatable and uh, tracked repeatable and consistent behavior and the other thing i mean uh, from a workload optimizer point of view i talked about i mean uh, historical perspective of things but it has an ability uh, since it's a ai based uh, analytics model it's an ab- ability to learn the behavioral change over a period of time so today maybe something i mean uh, xyz is the normal or uh, day after it could be abc that's the normal so it's able to adapt to the changing behavior of the business and based on that it's able to provide your recommendations so typically what happens is, is customer starts with a uh, certain expectation or a certain uh, behavioral uh, i mean uh, actions however as business changes as business grows the behavior changes and uh, the, the tool is able to recognize that change and provide your recommendations to make sure that the change behavior is offered at the highest performance mm-hmm. possible but at the lowest cost too. Yep. So let's let's go through a couple scenarios here. Uh let, let's say for an instance that I want to get into this kind of solution but uh, I just don't have it in my budget this year to do an app D deployment as yep. well. Uh what what sort of um benefits do I still get with just workload optimizer uh running without the integration to app dynamics what what's what's there uh, standalone from do i just lose the application visibility right. or or do i still get what's there yeah uh, the, the the good point i mean a workload optimizer can work standalone man absolutely it uh, it can provide a, a deeper visibility into the infrastructure it workload optimizer itself has support for a few application uh, typical applications however app dynamics i mean the application management tools like app dynamics and there are a few others out there there is only app dynamics there is only app dynamics thank you thank you i like it uh, so yeah there is so later what's that i'll pay you later what is that stuck under the table there <laughs> the waffle waffle, yeah, waffle. exactly so uh, it provides you visibility into the uh, infrastructure at the uh, at the multiple levels and even within optimizer uh there are 100 i mean there are like we have 50 different uh products and technologies that we support out of the box 
it's not that you need to have everything together. Of course, uh, it's a data analytics platform. The more data points it has from a diverse set of uh, uh, endpoints, the better the recommendations are. That doesn't mean that you need to have everything uh, to have it uh, been, uh, be useful for you. It can start with as simple as your just uh, in, uh, access to your in, uh, virtualized uh, virtual infrastructure layer or just the public or public cloud uh, assets as well. So it can be valuable just with those uh, single endpoints uh, as well. But the more endpoints you start adding, when I say endpoints, uh, generically I'm using it. I mean, systems. Systems, yeah. yeah. Compute, network, your container uh, platform, your application layer. The more uh, I mean, uh, full it is, the better the recommendations are. So it's just that if you don't have it, the focus will be more on the infrastructure. It will provide a best uh, best estimate possible yeah. without having that context. But even without that, it, you'll still get a lot of value out of that. In fact, many of our customers, that's how they start. They uh, you have I mean, multiple reasons. One is that in many cases, they don't even have an APM tool, application performance management tool at all. So they will start with workload optimizer. Then uh, they see the all the knobs and visuals and say, okay, hey, you know, I see this. How do I enable this? Uh, Mr. Customer, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to buy. You'll get that uh, better visibility and uh, control. So that it, the, yeah, it's, it's a comprehensive, but it's a very flexible um, and tool. So there, there, it sounds like a lot of this capability is relatively new. If I'm an existing Intersight customer, how do I get into this newer platform? Is this an upgrade for me? Is this a rip and replace? Uh, do I need new licensing or is this something that I'm entitled to going forward? That's right. Uh, it is part of Intersight uh, in the sense that it's a, from a functionality point of view, It's a, but it's an add-on license for uh, get, to get the workload optimizer capability. You need to uh, uh, yeah, uh, procure uh, appropriate licenses for workload optimizer. Mm -hmm. Then you have to procure licenses for AppDynamics as well. It's mm -hmm. not uh, part of any of the existing Intersight uh, licensing additions that we have available today. It's add-on license. It works with uh, the workload optimizer uh, functionality. That also has three additions, but there's no dependency or there is no uh, mandatory requirement. You have, with any uh, addition of Intersight, you can uh, apply, you can add, any addition of workload optimizer on top of it and it works seamlessly. So I can make this fit my organization, whatever it, I have. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, there is there is no, you're not, you're not, we're not forcing you to buy a particular edition of uh, uh, Intersight just because you you are interested in optimizer uh, capability. Absolutely not. It, we provide the flexibility. Yeah. And, and what about like the deployment process? I, I assume there's still some on-premises uh, component for uh, optimizer that you have to deploy Good, uh, good, uh, good question there. So with uh, Intersight, uh, traditionally, if it, if you're only dealing with uh, UCS components, you could uh, uh, UCS and uh, all the UCS models. They have the uh, component software component required to talk back to the hosted Intersight uh, centralized engine. However, if it is if you're uh, trying to manage if, with the Oracle optimizer, like I said, we support a broad array of uh, technologies. So for those technologies, since they do not have the talkback capability built into them, we uh, provide something called Intersight Assist Virtual Appliance that sits with, uh, within your data center. That is a single point of contact. It's a proxy for communication between Intersight to all the devices within your data center. Compute, network, storage, hypervisors, so on and so forth. Uh, for example, I mean, with Flashtag, if you need to talk to pure storage or your uh, hypervisor, uh, it 
works inside uh, main engine, centralized uh, hosted engine, talks to inside Assist, virtual appliance that's sitting in your uh, data center. At that virtual uh, appliance, inside Assist is talking to the endpoints, uh, pure storage or uh, NetApp or uh, hypervisor, any of those things. Yeah, so yeah, uh, the good, good, good point yeah, there. Yeah. That uh, virtual appliance is a requirement for uh, easy uh, I mean, communication. Otherwise, we'd be poking 100 holes within your firewall to talk to all the individual uh, uh, entities within, yeah. within, the, uh, within your data center. And there's proxy support with Assist as well, isn't there? So you're not That's right, to, exactly. Even through the proxy, you, uh, sorry, even through Intersight Assist, you can use a, uh, an existing corporate proxy. Exactly, exactly. That's right. I mean, we, we want to uh, uh, adhere to the security policies that you have for external communication. So it's uh, all, it's all. I mean, uh, follows all the security and uh, compliance and requirements. So customers can uh, confidently deploy this uh, Intersight Assist with their Intersight uh, hosted uh, model. And for the collab folks out there, I come from a, a collaboration background. The way you can think of this is like an expressway sitting in a DMZ. Okay, a similar model. Yeah, really? that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, that, that analogy and that uh, context helps for customer people who are not familiar with this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I've learned an awful lot today. Absolutely. If anything else yeah. you want to hit on, did we, uh, did we miss anything that we think is important we should hear about? So uh, a couple of things. I mean, uh, we will be starting a I mean, early access program uh, soon enough. Uh, reach out to me at uh, wishjaka. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. So if you have any questions around this or if you're interested in uh, kicking the tires with this, uh, we can happy to work with you. Uh, happy to get uh, the, more than uh, just uh, uh, having you try it out. I would like to hear your feedback and uh, inputs on wh what else you would like to see with this. Uh, happy to take your inputs and uh, make it uh, work for you guys. You know, Cisco champions, I'll pull them in because they are very good at giving feedback. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah, talking we, to some we, of these we, people. We don't I know. stop until product managers cry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, is, that is the criteria. Okay, I, I, I understand. Ten points for extra tears. All right, well, thank you. This has been fantastic. I appreciate uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you, Lauren, for the uh, opportunity, yeah. Awesome, and this, uh, thank you, my host, and thank you to our listeners. If you happen to have just stumbled upon this and want more Cisco Champion Radio, you can find us on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you might download podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, All everybody. right. Nice meeting you, guys. Thanks.